This is the Influence Watch podcast. I'm Hayden Ludwig, an investigative researcher at the Capital Research Center, filling in from Mike Watson. With me today is Kevin Mooney, a reporter for the Daily Signal and the Commonwealth Foundation in Pennsylvania. His work's been featured here at the Capital Research Center, as well as Fox, the Washington Examiner, the Daily Caller, and Breitbart, to name a few. And he's a good personal friend of mine. Kevin, welcome. Hey, today, thanks so much for having me. Glad to be here. Thank you. Today, we'll be discussing CRC's new report, The Shadow of Over America, Arabella Advisor's $635 million empire, pulling back the curtain on a vast web of liberal dark money influencing the 2020 election right here in Washington, D.C. Uh, but before we delve into Arabella, Kevin, can you tell us a little about your background in investigative journalism? Uh, yeah, sure. I currently work, as you noted, with the Daily Signal, the multimedia news service of the Heritage Foundation, um, and also the Commonwealth Foundation based in Harrisburg, Pennsylvania. Uh, I've also spent time with the Washington Examiner, who I still write and report for, um, and most recently with the Epic Times. I've been throwing them some action. i trying to think of when I first arrived in Washington, D.C., probably sometime after graduate school in 2007, so I'm starting to feel a little older. <laughs> <laughs> And I understand that you, uh, one of your, your, your first big uh, deep dives into this had to do with ACORN, the infamous uh, activist network that's no longer with us, at least in name. Uh, yes, correct. The uh, Association of, of Community Organizations for Reform Now, if I have that right, uh, goes back in the history a little bit. Um, you have a major fine hidden in your new paper about how ACORN had a hand in uh, developing the 1630 fund, uh, hundreds of thousands of dollars in seed money after ACORN went bankrupt. So that's an interesting slice of history, and that's a new piece of information that was not widely known. Um, but as you also know, even when ACORN quote-unquote went bankrupt, they really reloaded themselves under different generic community organizing names in various states. So that network is still out there. Um, and anybody who reads your latest paper on Arabella will know that the left is not in the poorhouse. They're very well-funded and very flush. And this group that devoted itself to undermining the integrity of our elections is still out there just under different names. Yeah, I think that's a great way to put it, right? There's a continuity of these activist groups that, you know, they basically, with all the ACORN groups, they, they it dissolved amidst the government scandal uh, about, about, what, 10 years ago, I believe. But then what we found, the board of directors resurfaced in in. I think dozens of different groups is what we've we've estimated at right. All the money basically shifted over into these successor groups. Uh, you know, all those things are true, but I think here's where capital research is so important. One thing that broke open the Acorn scandal there was the voter fraud, but it was also a story of financial misappropriation. You know, money that was supposed to go into housing projects instead was diverted into partisan political activities, and to their everlasting credit people from inside of ACORN who are honest folks call, called out the, the leadership for their misappropriation of those funds. And I think an organization like Capital Research really helped to open those doors. So sometimes you can form these unlikely alliances with people who believe broadly speaking in openness and transparency and honesty in government. Uh, so that's a, that's a slice of history with ACORN that I don't think gets uh, as much attention as it deserves. Well, you've made the connection back to this new report on Arabella Advisors, and uh, I, I want to stress that this is, in some ways, but not in every way, a continuation of the the Acorn legacy. And uh, let's get into that report. It's available on our website, capitalresearch.org. Uh, Kevin, you've covered Arabella's dark money trail before. Can you start by giving listeners a sense of what dark money even means, the term? Uh, yeah, uh, well, in the eyes of the news media, apparently uh, 
you're only allowed to uh, protect the anonymity of your donors um, if you're on the left. Um, and what we found with Arabella, and what's interesting is the political on the Washington Post, even quote-unquote liberal publications have called them out for this. Uh, they use these different tax statuses to conceal all their finances, all their donations, the relationship between New Venture and 1630, um, and the salaries that are paid, and how they don't have to be reported. You go into great detail about this. Uh, but under the banner of openness and tra transparency, the whole point of the Arabella network is to very slyly use their tax statuses. Um, you know, only only one of the funds is a 501c4 fund. I believe the rest are 501c3s. But the advantage of, of, of that that's slightly different tax status, as you know, is that you don't have to report where all the money is going. Um, and you can conceal salaries and donations along those lines and then pump the money back and forth between the, the whole Arabella network. Yeah, we've we've talked about at CRC that uh, it, dark money is a is a political term, right? It's not it's not a financial term or a scientific term, but it's basically any spending that the left wants to silence, right? And um, I mean, the, the left actually came up with this term dark money, and it's supposed to sound as scary as it sounds, as nefarious as it sounds. Um, but what we're really talking about with with this Arabella group is, is just this network that poured out six hundred million dollars in twenty eighteen. Almost every last penny of it went into political groups. The way it kind of works, if I can summarize, is that Arabella Advisors is this DC-based company, and it runs a network of in-house nonprofits. You highlighted a few of these: New Venture Fund, uh, which is where most of the money is kept, and it's it, two, of, three of its sisters. The biggest of which is the 1630 Fund. This is a group that got Acorn seed money about 15 years ago, um, and they basically have been moving money into pro Joe Biden super PACs is one of the most recent things we've uncovered. But I know, Kevin, you've, ex you've had some experience tracing it to the states, right, especially battlegrounds like Pennsylvania. Uh, correct. I mean, and I, I'll just list some of the top grantees of, uh, of what I'll call the New Venture Network, the Voter Registration Project, America Votes, the League of Conservation Voters, one we all vote, another one, and, and a few others. America votes. Uh, just to pick one example, is very active in Pennsylvania, and that's a beneficiary of of the uh, Arabella network. What they do is they sort of feign to be these, uh, uh, you know, grassroots organizations that organically grew up, um, and they they push to redraw and redistrict the uh, the lines in Pennsylvania. Um, they get involved in very close tight races, and they posture. From as if they're coming from inside of Pennsylvania, when in fact all their money and organization comes from outside of Pennsylvania. So watch that group, America Votes in particular. That's one that's caught my eye. Um, they they are beneficiaries of the New Venture Network. Um, a, 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 a lot of the New Venture in particular gives grants to the other funds. New Venture gives grants to Hopewell Fund, gives grants to 1630. And honestly, it's almost like a spider web tracing, you know, where the money originates from, which I guess is the whole point. But what I think your listeners need to know is that when these groups come into Pennsylvania, which, as we all know, is a critical swing state, and, and posture as these, uh, you know, organic grassroots organizations, they really are anything but that. Uh, and Arabella is the network standing behind much of the money. So let's talk about the redistricting process. You mentioned America Votes is, is a critical part of shifting the redistricting. So what goes into the redistricting process? What are the consequences of that for any state, but especially for a state like Pennsylvania? 
Yeah, well, it comes down to timing. They were successful in some of these court cases to have those lines redrawn, which is why the Democrats made progress in the House of Representatives. Uh, you know, I think in many ways, I mean, if you, you know, if you really look at that map in Pennsylvania, it is a Republican-leaning state in many respects. But America Votes was able to sort of twist and contort, and contort these district lines to their liking so they can maximize Democratic turnout. So give them credit. They know what they're doing with this strategy. And it's the Arabella network that ultimately makes a lot of this possible. Um, on a personal, I, I will say some of those Democrats elected in Pennsylvania were quote-unquote moderate Democrats running on things like health care. Um, but they don't get any airtime. You know, the, the only person on TV for the Democratic Party is AOC. And if I were a Democratic strategist, I might want to put up one of those, some of those Pennsylvania Democrats, because a lot of them really are that dying breed of moderate, middle-of-the-road Democrats um, who don't seem to get any airtime. But, of course, they don't mind taking the money from the left either. Yeah. Well, and some of that money originates in Pennsylvania. Some of it, like the ones we're talking about right now, originate in D.C. Like I know America Votes is just down the street from our office here in Washington. But there's some big foundations in Pennsylvania backing a lot of this stuff, too, right? Oh, correct. Um, yeah, it is sort of a one-two punch. Uh, it's funny. I mean, they, you know, they, the news media always talks about, you know, the Koch network where uh, Americans for Prosperity are all throwing the Heritage Foundation. As your paper points out, um, the amount of money that is going into the Arabella network dwarfs anything that had, that um, Heritage or Americans for Prosperity have pulled in in just the past few years. So, you know, what I would say to your listeners is you don't need to out-fundraise the left, but you do need to raise enough money to get your message out and know that you are being heavily outspent. Um, so, you know, uh, it's an interesting question who the real Goliath is from inside and outside of Pennsylvania. There are two from inside of Pennsylvania that have caught my attention recently. One is the William Penn Foundation based in, in Philadelphia. Uh, the other one is the Heinz Endowments, more in the western part of the state up in, up in Pittsburgh. And they are big movers and shakers in Pennsylvania. Um, and it's very difficult to level the playing field with those two outlets. And Heinz Endowments, we should point out, right, that's Teresa Heinz, who is the, the billionaire heiress to the, the Heinz ketchup family Correct. Uh, fortune. Yeah. Correct, yeah. And she's so, married to Al Gore, <laughs> big, big environmentalist Democrat, right? Um, was it Al Gore or was it John Kerry? <laughs> I'm sorry, John Kerry. I'm getting my Democrats confused. Okay, John yeah, Kerry, they look the yeah, same. Very, very, <laughs> very influential. Before my time, I should point out, that's my that's my excuse. Uh, yeah, it's it is fascinating that look. I, I think there's just there's a lot at stake with any of these states. The redistricting process sets these state legislative and congressional districts for the next decade, right? So they won't be doing this process until 2030. So, I mean, it, there's there's so much at stake here that's going to basically shift the the I guess the emphasis on on who gets the advantage, which political party gets the advantage in Pennsylvania or any other state uh after after 2020 right well correct and i think the next step is for that uh, republican majority in the general assembly to watch itself a little bit because that strategy which worked with the national congress of course they've got their eyes on trying to do that with the local races too the local state senate races and local house races uh, my own sense is that the republicans in in that general assembly are in reasonably good shape but they can't be cavalier about it um, and the same strategy that worked could, could work to their disadvantages in how you draw these districts. Um, and, of course, the judiciary in Pennsylvania, I'm sorry to say, leans left in certain areas. Uh, so it, it is a battle. I think Pennsylvania is a state worth fighting for. Um, but just as you pointed out, there's money from within and without the state and also a judiciary that I would have to say is on balance very mixed. Um, so you really have to get in there and fight the right battles.
Yeah, it's not as, uh, the playing field is not as fair as it's uh, sometimes portrayed. I want to shift gears a little bit and um, move back into this Arabella $600 million dark money network. Um, I want to point out that Arabella doesn't just move money from liberal foundations to activist groups, but it uses its enormous wealth to create what we at CRC have called pop-up groups. Uh, these are basically websites that are made to look like standalone nonprofits, right? So you have uh, some 340 of these pop-up groups that we've managed to trace, targeting every issue from healthcare to uh, targeting uh, the confirmation of Supreme Court Justice Brett Kavanaugh in 2018. I want to know, Kevin, in your experience, particularly in Pennsylvania, but anywhere, I mean, have you run into any of these pop-up groups, these these websites? Oh, uh, sure, there are a few. I think the, the judiciary is a special area of interest, and I, I think I know why. Um, you mentioned the, the pop-up campaign against uh, Justice Brett Kavanaugh. Um, it occurs to me that I think even when the left uses elections, they've always used the judiciary to sort of stay in power in a way and advance their policies. And I think that's why they put so much into maintaining a, a monopoly over the judiciary. And I think in many ways, 2016 was sort of a Flight 93 election for the judiciary. They were just sort of on the edge of eradicating any remaining vestige of originalism and constitutionalism, which is why I think these pop-up groups um, are especially concentrated. Fortunately, and as you point out in your piece, they, they failed in the Kavanaugh nomination. But of course, the idea is to make this look like some standalone organization of these, uh, of these activists from across the country, when in fact, they're just an appendage of the Arabella network. Yeah, well said. That's terrific. Well, that's our show for this week. Thank you to Kevin Moon of The Daily Signal. We'll have a link to Kevin's Twitter handle in the show notes. We encourage you to subscribe on YouTube, Apple Podcasts, or Spotify and leave us five-star rating. We'll see you next week. Thank you.